Welcome to the Absolute TechNet podcast for December 27th, 2022. This net was a discussion of all things Raspberry Pi led by Mike Frankenpie himself, N6RDF. For more information on the Absolute TechNet, visit our website at absolutetech.org. Sign up for our newsletter and join our Facebook group. Thank you for listening and 73. Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of the Absolute TechNet. We meet here each Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern and our nets last up to but no more than two hours. Connection information is available on our website at absolutetech.org. At this time, I'd like to thank the members of our Absolute Tech team, Scott, N4UPC, Mike, N6RDF, Chris, VE3RWJ, and Mickey, KL7FR, as well as all of our supporters and participants who make this net possible. Absolute Tech is a technology net for ham radio operators and others. It covers a broad spectrum of technology. All tech-related topics are always open for discussion, so if you're excited about something tech-related, bring it on. We want to hear about it. Feel free to make comments under the direction of the host to give the net a feeling of collaboration without chaos. Pause. We really want to hear about what realm of technology has recently captured your interest. And if you have a quick question about a project you're working on, feel free to ask the net. For those with non-technical comments, we want to know that you're out there too. And we ask that you please state your call sign, followed by check-in only, no tech comments. This will keep the momentum of the net moving forward and focused on tech. Participants' answers should be brief, but if brief isn't possible, please use our Absolute Tech Facebook page to carry your conversation further. You'll find a link to our Facebook page on our website at absolutetech.org. Please be aware that there is a three-minute timeout timer. Now, we use NetLogger for this net and think it's a great way to get connected with our net host to see who's lurking and to communicate with others via the AIM window. However, we take voice check-ins only on this net. So without further ado, let's get started with this edition of Absolute Tech. Well, good evening again. This is Mike, November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot. I reside here in Old El Paso, Texas, affectionately known as Chuco Town, and uh, I'm losing my voice, so I apologize for that. I probably sound like I'm fading away, so which I am, actually, so the asthma and allergies have uh, gotten the best of me again. But anyway, that's not going to stop me from trying to get this net rolling here. So let me find the party started button. Uh, There it is. Okay, I just pressed it. So consider the party started here. Uh, We're going to start taking check-ins right now. Hey, this evening's topic is all things Raspberry Pi. Now, we host a topic once a month. It's Tuesday of every month. Uh, We feature this program, all things Raspberry Pi. However, as stated in the preamble, anything tech goes. So, hey, if there's something with regard to technology that's spinning your propeller, definitely bring it on. We want to hear about it. It could be ham radio or not ham radio related. Anything tech. Did I already say that? Anything tech goes. So we're going to start taking check-ins. Let me let it reset here for a second. I'll be right back. Okay. So um, for those folks who are in, um, you know, who are not using, let's just put it this way. If you're not on All-Star and you're not using Echolink, uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get connected, and uh, once you do get connected, it takes a little bit longer for us to hear you. So let's be patient. Take some deep breaths. 
And uh, we're going to start taking check-ins, get some folks on the log who do not repeat, do not have at this time any comments or questions for the net, but who'd like to get onto the log. So we ask that you please give us your call sign twice, phonetically, followed by your first name. Check-ins with no comments or questions for the net tonight. Check in now, please. India 5, Sierra Sierra Romeo, KR5, SSR, Jeanette. Delta Uniform 3, X-Ray Charlie Delta. Delta Uniform 3, X-Ray Charlie Delta. Dennis from the Philippines. Whiskey 8, London, Mexico. Whiskey 8, London, Mexico. Uh, Wichita, Kansas. KQ4, BDP. King Queen Four, Big Bad Papa, John. Kilo Bravo Two, Foxtrot Alpha. Kilo Bravo Two, Foxtrot Alpha. Carl in New Jersey, no tech comments. Kilo Mike Four, Sierra Mike Victor, KM Four, SMV, Georgia, Marvin, no tech comments. KY4, DPD, Kilo Yankee 4, Delta Papa Delta. This is Doug in South Central Kentucky. Kilo India 5, Juliet Kilo Golf, Jonathan Houston, Texas, no tech comment. Sierra India Romeo, VK4, SIR Mobile. My name is Peter and there's no comment. Kilo Delta 5, Alpha Juliet Zulu. Kilo Delta 5, Alpha Juliet Zulu, Alex, Pasadena, Texas. Kilo 3, Foxtrot Zulu Tango. Kilo 3, Foxtrot Zulu Tango. Steve, Philadelphia. Kilo Foxtrot Zero Golf Tango Foxtrot. Kilo Foxtrot Zero Golf Tango Foxtrot. Al in Minnesota. Charlie Tango One Alpha Foxtrot Sierra. Charlie Tango One Alpha Foxtrot Sierra. Victor. Kilo Bravo Zero Romeo Oscar Tango. That's KB Zero ROT. Can South Dakota no tech questions? Over. Kilo 4, Lima Oscar Bravo. Sean Fort Pierce, no tech questions. Very good, very good. This is November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot, and you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. Um, well, this is good. Hey, thank you, everybody. Uh, uh, great way to check in to all. I think we may have had a couple of stations double. Uh, but if um, I'm going to go through the list here of who I've got on the log thus far. Um, and if you do did not hear, if you did check in and did not hear your call sign, we're going to have another round coming up here. Okay. So uh, let me let me tell you who I've got on the log thus far. K4 LOB, KB0 ROT. KT1, AFS, KF0, GTF, K3, FZT, KD5, 
AJZ, VK4SIR, KI5JKG, KY4DPD, KM4SMV, KB2FA, KQ4BBP. Hey, that kind of sounded like a Texas Hold'em man there, KQ4. W8LM, DU3XCD. Texas Kisser, KI5SSR. It's great to hear the regulars uh, out here uh, checking in and and some of you folks who are new. So we thank all of you for checking in. And uh, if you do have any questions or comments later on, it's always uh, okay to recheck. So that's a good thing. So uh, let me me say this. If you you did not hear your call sign and you did check in, uh, please try again now. But I just wanted to remind folks who are on DMR, YSF, P25, the Digimotes. Um, try again, okay? Take your time. We'll, we'll be patient. And uh, remember to give us your call sign twice, phonetically, followed by your first name. Again, check-ins uh, for the Absolute TechNet without questions and comments at this time. Please check in now. Alpha 3, Zulu Radio. Kilo Alpha 3, Mike Zulu Radio, Joe, Julie, Oscar Echo. Just listening. Over. Double four alpha foxtrot golf. Whiskey four alpha foxtrot golf. In and out. Dana in Ripon, Georgia. This is Kilo Golf four Sierra Sierra Juliet KG four SSJ. Be Jason Alabama. My radio died while I go. I try and check in. I have no tech and short time at the neck control. Stand free dog. Kilo nine, Lima Zulu. A kilo, Kilo four, kilo nine, Bravo Foxtrot Mike. Kilo, Kilo four, Bravo Foxtrot Mike. Captain Bob, Daytona Beach. Okay, the uh, the K niner station. Try again, please. Uh, uh, somebody doubled with you there. We got you, KK four BFM. But the KL nine station again, please, sir. Kilo nine, Lima Zulu Yankee. Kilo nine, Lima Zulu Yankee. Rob. Thank you, Rob. We got you on the log as K9LZY and KK4BFY. I think it was KK4BF Mike, wasn't it? Come on back with your, your stuff. Roger, it's uh, Kilo Kilo 4, Bravo Foxtrot Mike. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the uh, clarification. Uh, we're still taking check-ins for folks with no comments or questions for the Absolute TechNet. Your calls phonetically, followed by your first name, please. Check in now. Victor Oscar 2, Echo Tango, VO2ET, Daryl in Labrador, Canada. No comment, thank you. Victor Echo 3, X-Ray Tango Delta, VE3XTD, Eric in Gravenhurst, Ontario. Okay, let me hold it up right there. This is November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot, and you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. Uh, where this evening's topic is all things Raspberry Pi. However, anything tech flies here, so if you're excited about something tech-related, bring it on. We want to hear about it, ham-related or not, that's for sure. Okay, thank you, uh, that group, for checking in. With no tech comments or questions at this time, let me tell you who I've got on the log. I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. VE3XTD, VO2ET. KK4BFM, K9er, 
LZY, KG4SSJ, DW4AFT, and KA3, Mike ZR. Thank you, folks, for checking in. I think you got my call wrong. It's 54 Alpha Fox Spot, y'all. Enter the OAN. Okay, let me try this again, okay? This is Mike, November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot. Uh, if you're using DMR, Wires X, YSF, or P25, uh, we ask that you uh, give us a call. And if you're on Star Echo Link, that's fine too, but we'll do a, uh, a third round here of folks who'd like to get on the log with no tech comments or questions for the Absolute Tech Net. Give us your call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name. Check ins now, please. Zulu Lima two Bravo Echo Zulu Zulu Lima two Bravo Echo Zulu Paul Mobile in New Zealand over. This is AI3N uh, in hospital in Allentown, and I do have a question um, about antennas, and um, uh, I'll just leave it at that for now, unless you want my question. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you shortly. Uh, we're going to continue with uh, stations with no tech comments or questions at this time, but we'll definitely get back to you, uh, AI3N. Uh, we appreciate your patience. So, again, we're still taking check-ins from... Oh, sorry, I jumped again, AI3N. I thought I might have heard uh, Nisi out there. So one more call for stations with no comments or questions at this time. Call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name, please. Call now. November 2, Delta, Yankee, November. November 2, Delta, Yankee, Norway. Angelo. Zulu. Paul, Mobile in New Zealand. Over. Please recognize Kilo Charlie 7, Yankee Foxtrot Echo. Kilo Charlie 7, Yankee Foxtrot Echo. Dale out of Roseburg, Oregon. Kilo 5, Tango, Delta, Foxtrot. Kilo 5, Tango, Delta, Foxtrot, Ron in Houston, Texas. All righty, let me hold it up there. This is Mike, November 6, Romeo, Delta, Foxtrot, near in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. Mike, we've got quite a few folks on the log this evening with no tech comments or questions. Uh, but again, if you uh, do decide to chime back in, we encourage you to do so with any comments or questions you may have. It's okay to recheck. And uh, AI3N, I've got you with a question. Uh, N2DYN, we've got you on the log. KC7YFE, welcome again. Uh, K5TDF, we've got you. And uh, let me check real quick, Paul, um, from New Zealand. Uh, ZL2, uh, Bravo Echo Zulu, did you have a comment or question for the net this evening, or are you just uh, wanting to get on the log for now? Over to you, sir. Uh, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, uh, fine. Yeah, I'm I'm just mobile at the moment, so I you can't really um, make too much comments. But uh, thank you very much for inviting me, and I'll stand by and listen uh, listen to uh, the net over. Very good, Paul. It's very good to have you with us. Appreciate you being here, as we appreciate everybody being here on the Absolute Tech Net. Well, all right then. Uh, we're going to start taking check-ins from folks who uh, who do have. Uh, comments and questions, and AI3N, you will be at the top of that list, sir. So, uh, again, we ask for your patience. I know you had a question about uh, antennas, and that, so 
uh, definitely Don will be back to you shortly, okay? So uh, let's get some folks on the log. Whoops, sorry about that. I got disconnected. So we are taking check-ins now from folks with comments or questions for the Absolute Tech Net. Again, this evening's topic is all things Raspberry Pi. But if you've got something uh, that you're, you know, excited about with regard to technology, ham radio related or not, we, we definitely want to hear about it. So come on in. Uh, again, we ask for your call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name. So check-ins now with comments under questions. November 5, America, Quebec, Mexico, N5AQM. Mike 6, Golf Sierra November, Mike 6, Golf Sierra November, and the name's Nelg. Well, all right then. Very good. M6, GSN. Very good to have you with us, sir. And um, <clears throat> Glenn will be back to you shortly. And QM, Mike, always a pleasure to have you here, sir. And uh, let's go to let's go to Don. Don, what's happening to you this evening, sir? Welcome to the Absolute Tech Net. Uh, your question or comment, please. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> earlier on, <clears throat> got it. I think it was the do drop-in net. So the guy was talking about living in an apartment, and he had a, a rain rain spout, you know, drain spout on the outside that he used as an antenna. And he said that he was using a a long wire uh, tuner, and it showed an you know um, it showed an SA. I mean, um, um, showed that it was like uh, uh, eight instead of, you know, three or two. <laughs> and uh, what I was wondering is, in a result like that, if you have a, um, if you have an S SWR of eight to one, and you're matching it, I mean, your, ha your, your transmitter is happy, um, but doesn't that mean that you have, like, effectively only three-eighths of the actual power radiated and the rest does what? I don't know. Heats the building? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the, the other thing was that he said it was nailed to the wood of the building. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, if some of that energy just goes into the nails <laughs> and heats up the wood, uh, which would, of course, subtract from the radiated signal. But suppose it isn't radiated. Suppose it's, like, totally... Uh, isolated and pretend like it's an antenna with a SWR of eight, uh, and you match it. <clears throat> aren't you still just uh, transmitting, you know, less than half of the power you could? Um, and um, so that's kind of my question. <laughs> uh, back to you, AI3N. AI3N. First and foremost, thanks for being here with us. It's good to hear you. And. Uh, that that question is loaded with RF, that's for sure. You know, I, I'm not an antenna aficionado, but I know folks out here uh, who are, and I know some of them are uh, connected right now. So, I don't know, you know, I, I, maybe we'll give uh, N5AQMs next on the list. Uh, maybe, uh, Mike, you'd like to give it a shot. This is N6RDF. Yeah, how do I know you're going to say that, Mike? Hi, hi. Yeah, good evening, everybody on the net. N5AQM, Mike down here in Chandler, Arizona where it was about 65 degrees today, just lovely Chamber of Commerce weather. Anyway, to answer uh, Don's question, I think I was his name, Don, um, 
it's it's uh, I've done this. I've actually loaded up rain spouts. I was stuck in an apartment in Houston many years ago. I mean, you know, four decades ago with the XYL and uh there was no antenna restrictions per se, but there was you know, there was no place to put an antenna, but there was a gutter right outside the window. So at night I I sanded off a piece of uh a piece of the paint and took my drill and, and drove in a screw into that sheet metal and uh, was able to make contacts on 75 meters. I mean, it was, I had RF in the shack, and it was a nightmare, but the radiation efficiency is just garbage, you know. Uh, it's just terrible. It's terrible in every regard. Yeah, you're putting something out there, but it ain't going to be a lot. You know, the losses are just off the charts. Um, and does it work? Yeah, it could. I, I've known people that have loaded up literally bed springs or railings, uh, there, there are some guys that stub uh, stub load their towers, especially on 160. If they've got if they got a 100 foot tower, they can set the feed point up maybe 10 feet on the tower, and actually be able to tune out the uh, the bad SWRs and actually make contacts on 160 meters. So every situation is different. It's a total crapshoot, you know. But it's all about getting on the air. And it's all about making contacts. You know, back in the day, you were trashing out people's televisions. Now that's not the problem so much, but. <laughs> I know that for a fact, too. So that's why I don't have a linear amplifier. I, I got rid of my amp many years ago because every time I turn it on and use it, my neighbors are knocking on my door. So uh, that's my opinion on that. And there might be some other people out there that have other things to say about that. But it does work to a fashion. If that's all you got, you gotta you got to work with what you got. Uh, back to you there, Mike, and i got another comment then. N5AQM. Roger that, Mike. Thank you for coming back and shedding some light on that situation. Um, back to AI3N from N6RDF. Uh, yeah, that's what I suspected him. And uh, I was I asked him if if um, they were to take a DVM and measure <clears throat> the gutter to ground, you know, if it would show much loss there, you know, because you might be losing the RF just going directly into ground <laughs> as a grounded antenna, you know. And I wonder what effect that would have on transmission. I imagine the same thing as just having a poor visor. Uh, back to you. Yeah, well, uh, there's two different things here. There's a DC ground, and yeah, which is so short to ground. And then there's a, a AC or RF ground, which is a whole different animal. You know, these 5H wave 2-meter mobile antennas, you, you put an O-meter across the coax, and it's a dead short but they work fine, you know, and it's because that's the difference between a DC ground and an RF ground. So there would be a difference. Even if that thing was grounded down at the bottom of the spout and he was feeding it up high, it would be a DC short, but it would be something else RF-wise there. Uh, back to you, Mike. Comment? Roger. Ro Whoops. Hang on for a second. Roger, Roger. I heard another station trying to pop in there. Um, there may be another station with some comments with regard to this question. Let's pause for a moment and see if another station would like to pop in here with a comment. This is N6RD. K4LOB has got a comment. Recognizing K4LOB. Over to you, sir. I actually use a stealth gutter antenna a lot of the times because I'm in an HOA. And uh, I use one uh, from MaxCon Antennas from Georgia. Uh, Milton makes one. And... Um, it actually works quite well. Uh, it, uh, it it works. It works. It's, it's just a simple nine to one unknown on one end, and a, a you know with 62 feet of coax, and you know an RF choke on the other end, and uh, I clip it right to my downspout, and 
it uh, it radiates quite well. It actually works really good, <laughs> uh, surprisingly. Um, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised on how well it works, and it and it, uh, it tuned up without any problems. Um, I virtually don't even have to use the tuner to tune it. Uh, that's how well it works. Um, and with 100 watts, I mean, yeah, it, it it's a little bit, it can be compromised, uh, but uh, it tunes up, and um, I've had, I've made, you know, many contacts with it, uh, and um, I'm actually going to extend it. I'm going to try, he, he gave me a suggestion to try, and I'm going to try to extend it from one one side and connect it to the other side of the of the radi- of the um, gutters on the other side of the house to and extend the radiation pattern. Um, I'm going to give that a try to see if it'll work. <laughs> he says it should work, and, and you know, you know, so, you know, it should. But you know, I don't know. We'll give it a try. But I just wanted to pass that out that uh, they do work depending on what you have and what you're using, but uh, that particular one from uh, MaxCon, it, it works really well, and I'm not the only one that has one, so just wanted to put that out there. Well, thank you, sir, for coming back with that information, and if you're not already familiar with our Facebook group, we do have an Absolute Tech Facebook group, and you can get access to that easily by going to absolutetech.org. There's a link right there for it. We also have a Discord live chat where we exchange information, but uh, we, you know, we try to make a a, um, a forum of sorts available to our participants where they can, uh, you know, give and get information uh, regarding technology. So this is all good stuff. So uh, if you are so inclined, we invite you to. Uh, Either you know if you haven't already done so, join our Facebook group or uh, you know and uh, make some contributions. Let me pass it back to AI3N one more time uh, to see if you have any additional comments and/or questions for the net this evening. Back to you, sir. Okay. Yeah, I I'm, I was wondering if there's uh, any been any experiments like say you have a receiver a couple miles away <clears throat> and you. You compare like a fully tuned one-to-one uh, antenna. I mean, where it's not the tuner doing the work, but the antenna is actually one-to-one. And then you compare it to something that's, <clears throat> say, nine-to-one, and with a <clears throat> proper um, uh, tuning that that the transmitter is happy. Um, would it be safe to say that you would at the other end the signal would be only one-ninth of uh, what a full one-to-one antenna would be? Back to you. Well, again, we'll, we'll put it out there for folks uh, to ponder in 6RDF. Yeah, and 5AQM. Yeah, it's not cut and dried like that, Don. It, it, it's a lot of factors that come in. And the, the guys that played with this, they have antenna shootouts where they'll play with different antennas and an open range and, and you know, be quarter mile, mile apart and, and take measurements based on uh, you know, real-world measurements, f- signal strength measurements, field strength measurements, and play with different antenna configurations, all that stuff. But I'll, I'll just say that any antenna is better than no antenna. And, you know, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, back, to, back to you, Mike, N5AQM, and the net. Thank you, Mike. Well, you know, we only have so much time here, and this is a great topic of discussion for sure. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm learning something, that's for sure. But uh, we should probably move on here and let some other folks uh, who are 
in the queue, get in here to check in and uh, participate as well. But uh, we definitely want to thank you, Don, for coming in. Don't be a stranger. We meet here every Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Absolute Tech Net, and our nets last up too, but no, no more than two hours. So let me break with you, sir. Um, AI3N, thank you again. We hope you hang around for the rest of the net. And uh, I'm going to say 73 to you and yours. And I'm move on down the log here to Mike and 5AQM. Again, always a joy to have you here with us, Mike. Over to you, sir, from N6RDF. Yeah, okay, Mike. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. N5AQM. I'll make this pretty quick. Um, some of you might remember a year ago I uh, picked up a QRP Labs QDX, and that's a uh, 20 through 80 meter digital transceiver that's about the size of a cigarette pack. And a bunch of us were ballyhooing to Hans, who was the owner-operator of QRP Labs, to come up with a 20 through 10 meter version of that same thing. And mine runs just fabulously on a Raspberry Pi 4. I can run FL Digi. I control it with FL Rig uh, and use my tablet to run terminal. In fact, right now my one of my Raspberry Pi 4s is out in my RV uh, running Whisper. I have three-band band hopping. I have a Hustler mobile antenna on the back of the trailer because I'm going out to Quartz Fest in a couple weeks. And I'm just, you know, testing my setup. I, I did a whole bunch of things different, and it's working really well. Um, but that's powered by a Raspberry Pi, and I get into it through my Wi-Fi using VNC because my Raspberry Pi links up to my Wi-Fi. But it also will link up to my cell phone out in the middle of stinking desert, and I can do that. But I'm running Whisper. I'm running about a half a watt and being heard all over the place with this uh, three-band or this three different Hustler resonators on the same mast and I'm band switching between those uh, three resonators. But anyway, they have come up with it. It's available now. I just ordered one last night, a 20 through 10 meter QDX, if anybody's interested. My cost shipped to my door was 108 bucks with the case. And if you've ne you need to have some soldering skills to build this kit. It's not just you know, a big giant. It's a lot. It's difficult. You would, if you never built a kit before, don't buy this thing. Buy a, If you want one, buy it built because he does have a, a, a build option cost more, but he'll build it for you and test it out and guarantee it. But uh, with the bands getting better and better and better coming out of the sunspot uh, hole that we were in, uh, you'll be able to work the planet with this thing. I have. I, I've worked it on 20 meters with my 5 watts output. And again, this thing is about the size of a pack of cigarettes, and it's just a really piece of, great piece of technology. It's probably the best thing out there. So that's what I had, Mike, and we'll pass it back to you. Thanks a lot. Great net, N5AQM. N5AQM from N6RDF. Well, yeah, for sure, Mike. Thank you. And, um, you know, we always appreciate you popping in with uh, what you've got. Um, appreciate your support. And, yeah, as Mike mentioned, if you if you on the web, uh, if you dial in qrp-labs.com forward slash QDX, you can see that... Uh, little digital, digital transceiver that Mike mentioned that covers uh, 2017, 15, 12, 11, and 10. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So if you haven't checked out QRP Labs offerings yet, you might want to do that. That would probably be a good one. I'm not sure. I don't think we have that on our links page on absolutetech.org, but uh, that'd be a good one to add. So I'll put that on my to-do list. Very good, Mike. Thank you. I'm going to break with you, and uh, 73 to use you and yours, that's for sure. 
And let's see if M6GSN is still with us. Glenn, are you still there from N6RDF? Over to you, sir. Uh, hi, hi, hi. Uh, no, I've not gone to sleep yet. Now, um, raspberry pies, how long should I bake them for? Now, um, actually, I don't know what happened there. So, somehow, I must have hit the um, screen on my phone. Um, I've actually recently got myself uh, a new hotspot, and it's not running on raspberry Pi. It's from a company called Friendly Elect, and it's a Neo, uh, a Nano Pi Neo. Um, it's a square board. Uh, one of the things I like about it is it's actually got a full-size USB, one full-size USB port. Um, it's got a cat, a cat port, cat, yeah, Ethernet port. And it's got one. Um, micro SD, micro USB port. Uh, one reason why I like about it is because on the, on it, it doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi, but come, when I got, well, a company I got it from uh, called Martin Lynch and Sons here in the UK, they're actually a amateur radio shop, like, yeah, but they're an independent, so it's not like uh, HRO, um, it's like a small independent company. It actually comes in with a, a dongle, but I've actually got a, 4G modem, which I can actually plug into the side of it, uh, and run it. I can run it literally as a, as a standalone unit. Um, even with a, I've got a battery pack which I can plug into the side of it, and it can literally be a standalone hotspot um, with no extra no no wire traipsing all over the place. And I've had it for about two months. I'm happy as la I'm happy as a la you know. I'm happy as can be with it. Um, back to net control there. Hey, can you explain what a hotspot is? This is AI3N. Yeah, so um, we want to thank you for being here with us. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, I'm glad you're excited about your... Uh... Hang on a minute. I'm having some problems here. Okay. Um, again, thanks for being here and, and bringing your enthusiasm with you. The the NanoPi Neo, yeah, I, I believe that's the one you, that you've got and that you've... Uh, fire it up and it's operational. So for those of you who are interested, the NanoPi, N-A-N-O-P-I dot I-O, if you go there, um, the internet there, you can see the NanoPi family and read all about it. It's uh, it's pretty cool stuff, that's for sure. Um, and uh, I wanted to pass it back to you one more time if you had any additional comments or questions. This is N6RDF and you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net where this evening's topic is all things raspberry pi but as you well know all things fly out here so uh back at you one more time there <clears throat> excuse me i'm choking here back to you one more time there sir from n6 rdf m6 rdf uh, n6 rdf m6 tsn uh i think i heard someone say what is a hot spot um a hot spot is a it, the software of it is Linux-based, but it's a think of a, a at-home repeater. Um, you can connect, connect to DMR, D-Star if you've got the right type of equipment. Yeah, you use system fusion. 
and there's all these different digital modes. It's a digital mode um, way to get onto the onto or out out onto the radio. Um, I've I've got one of them because I was you know where I live we, we I can't have um, antennas. I'm not, HF is is um, too expensive for me. Um, but like so for me it's a case of okay yeah I can use my phone to get onto Echo Link. Um, you, you now have got things like, like the the proper VOIP, what I call the proper VOIP uh, style protocols, which are you know a Hamshack Hamshack hotline. There's a, uh, I think there's about four others now that do it as well. Um, but like I say, for for with with the going back to the the um, hotspot, like I say, it's literally you can use a radio and connect into it. So it's Bit like, like I say, it's a bit like a repeater, but it's uh, for personal, for your use only. So there's no um, tying up a repeater. Um, where, yeah, when you want to have a conversation with your with your friend, either across town or across the world in Australia, Japan, or wherever. Back to uh, net control. Hey, Roger that, Glenn. Well, we thank you for that. And uh, for those of you who are interested in uh, information regarding hotspots, if you go to my QRZ page, November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot on QRZ, just go ahead and scroll down there, and in uh, big, bold blue writing, there's uh, two excellent resources there for you. PyStar Hotspot Setup Full Tutorial for Beginners, and the Jumbo Spot MMDVM Setup uh, for D-Star, DMR, C4FM, P25, NXDN, Hotspot, PyStar, etc. So, you know, it's pretty cool. And then there's some other Raspberry Pi alternatives there that can uh, um, be plugged in for amateur radio. Uh, uh, anything. <laughs> so, okay. Let me break with you, okay? Um, I want to say 73 to you and yours. Uh, check the time real quick here. Yeah, we're about 45 minutes into the program. I think Scott, N4UPC, had a comment. I want to pass it to Scott, N4UPC, from N6RDF. VE3MVE. All right, VE Station, stand by just a minute, uh, and we will uh, be taking check-ins again. Um, I don't know if you had a comment. You may want to let us know with your call sign and the word comment, so... We know the difference. Um, as Chris said in our background chat, um, a hotspot is a gateway between a digital-capable radio, that's YSF, DMR, etc., and the Internet, whether it's uh, to a, somebody else's hotspot, whether it's to a repeater in some place in the world, um, that's what it does. Now, when you talk about nodes, uh, that is all-star lingo for, uh, 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 well, for literally a, a an all-star node, a little computer. Uh, sometimes they have RF, sometimes they don't, or RF capable. Um, but basically, in both cases, they're usually run on Raspberry Pis. Um, and if you go over to uh, uh, hamvoip.org, uh, that's H-A-M, V-O-I-P dot org, uh, you can see what um, uh, you know, we generically call everything all-star that has to do with some software uh, that was written a good while ago. Uh, but it'll give you a pretty good rundown. Uh, so uh, 
Also, I want to uh, take a moment to remind everybody not to just throw, key up and throw out questions. Um, we need, you know, we, we try to make it a controlled net so we don't get a lot of confusion going. Uh, so by all means, if you've got a question or a comment or uh, like Jason, uh, WY7JT, you can be checking in here in a little bit. He's got some really cool projects. Um, uh, and I think Ted, uh, V7LE, uh, may uh, chime in on some things as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, ch check in first. And then, you know, we'll get to you as quickly as we can. Uh, Mike, I think VE3MVE um, in Ontario may be the gentleman that had the uh, comment uh, about this topic, but I'll let uh, you take that. So let me pass it uh, back to you, Mike. Um, N6RDF, N4UPC. And for UPC from N6RDF. Well, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Appreciate the gentle reminders about uh, checking in during the check-in time. And uh, if you do have a comment related to um, a specific topic that is hot at the moment, just state your call sign and, and the word comment, and uh, we'll get back to you. Hopefully, it'll be on topic. Okay, let me uh, proceed here. This is N6RDF, and you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. Our topic this evening is all things Raspberry Pi, but if you've got something spinning in your propeller with regard to technology, bring it on. We want to hear about it, that's for sure. Hey, Mike, are you out there? VE3MVE from N6RDF. Hey, N6RDF, this is VE3MVE. Thanks for acknowledging and letting me comment. I do have a project that I was working on. I was going to build a Sherry Pi hat in a Pi Star, but it's so difficult to get... Uh, Raspberry Pi nowadays. I'm hoping, from what I read, there should be a new batch of stock at the end of the year, so should be a little little easier to get our hands on that. Uh, but I did find the QCX uh, somebody mentioned that looks really interesting at that price. Uh, I mean, I do have soldering skills, so I can probably build it on my own. Uh, thank you for that. Back to you. Roger, Roger. Well, thanks for being here with us. And uh, yeah, you know, um, another topic that we've been uh, uh, mulling around, I guess you could say, is alternatives to the Raspberry Pi. The, I've done quite a bit of research, and uh, you know, I've I've come up with uh, two boards. I actually got my uh, Banana Pi M2 Ultra running this evening, and uh, it actually performs better than the Banana Pi BPI M2 Berry. So um, if I want to purchase more Banana Pies in the future as uh, Raspberry Pi clones, it'll definitely be the uh, the M2U, the uh, the Ultra. It's got more RAM, and uh, it's, it's really a nice, i tell you what. But it needs uh, voltage and amperage, so it's not going to do well with one of those wall warts that you usually run a Raspberry Pi 4 off of something like a uh, other wall wart that'll provide you with over three amps if possible at uh, at five volts. So uh, just FYI there. But uh, you can contact me and read all about it on N6RDF at uh, on QRZ. Let me let it reset here for a sec. Yeah, and again, you know, the, the Hamvoip image will, will run on Raspberry Pis only because uh, the Arch kernel is... Uh, has been developed to run on that particular SOC. 
uh, that's in the Raspberry Pi, the Broadcom. So, um, you know, but I'm noodling. I'm noodling. You know, I want to try to get a VM going on one of these banana pies or, or some uh, ARM64 architecture uh, SBC and uh, see if I can, um, you know, get a 64-bit operating system going with enough RAM to uh, be able to support a VM so we can try uh, Hamvoip on that. Yeah, the QDX digital transceiver. That QDX is available, thanks to Mike again and 5AQM for mentioning that, qrp-labs.com forward slash QDX. Check out QRP's offerings. I think we're going to add that one to our links page. Okay, well, I'm going to break with you, Mike, uh, 73. Hang around, you know, if you if you want to chime back in, uh, feel free to do so on a recheck. But at this time, I'd like to invite uh, more participants in. If you'd like to get on the log, if you have questions and or comments for the Absolute TechNet this evening, we ask that you uh, check in now. Give us your call sign twice, phonetically, followed by your first name. We look forward to hearing from you. Check in now, please. This is... This is Kilo Mike 4, Victor Papa Golf. Kilo Mike 4, Victor Papa Golf. Douglas, Fayette, Alabama. Roll Tide Road. Good evening, Ned. Just listening to see if I can learn anything. Uh, Kilo Alpha 1, United Lima, November, Nisi, Massachusetts. Lima Echo, Richmond. Yankee Pops Echo. I don't know if I missed my turn or whether I got forgotten or what. I thought uh, I thought you were a no comment uh, check in, but we'll we'll definitely get to you there, sir. No problem. Got you on the log, and got you in there too. You doubled with uh, VE7LE. Still taking check ins from folks with comments or questions. Call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name. Check in now. We'll say I think another question about the hotspot thing and uh, and uh, general utility of this kind of technology. Uh, AI3M. M60 SN rechecking. NC checking in. No comment. Okay, so the no the the station that just checked in with no comment. Will you come back with your call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name? We didn't get uh, your call sign. Please. Roger. Sorry about that. It's Whiskey Two November Charlie. Whiskey 2, November, Charlie. The name here is Kevin. I'm in Peoria, Arizona. Thank you, Sir Kevin. We got you on the log. Still taking check-ins from folks with or questions from the net this evening. Again, we ask that you give us your call sign twice phonetically, followed by your check-in now. Uh, N6RDFK1ULN. I hope you got me. Thanks. <laughs> Foxtrot. Just uh, checking in and saying hello. Cheers. All righty, so two things. We just had a station uh, call in, sir. Uh, all I got was Foxtrot. So uh, if you could come back with your call sign, that would be great. And KA1ULN, we've definitely got you on the log, Nisi. Glad to have you with us. So the station that just checked in with the letter Foxtrot and their suffix, come on back with your whole call sign, please. Mike 7, Charlie, uniform, Foxtrot. Mike 7, Charlie Uniform Foxtrot. M7, CUF, checking in and saying hello. Cheers, guys. Well, hello right back at you, M7, CUF. Glad to have you with us this evening. And cheers right back at you. i tell you what, let me uh, let me stop the, the log here just for a second. I've got... Uh, 
because Dale, I think you've got some comments in your questions. So I'm going to put you at the top of the list here. M7CUF, W2NC. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, we had a recheck from uh, two stations. One, let me let me get back. I got disconnected here. Let me let me start again here. M7CUF, W2NC. We had two stations with rechecks. AI3N was one. Another one I did not get the call sign, but uh, I'll take the time to try to get you back in here. Uh, KC7YFE Dale, always a pleasure. KA1ULN, we've got you. Uh, good to hear you. VE7LE. And KM4, a VPG with no comments. Roll tide, roll. So let me go Let me go to Dale. Dale, come on back in, sir. Apologize for any confusion there. Always good to have you with us. The mic is yours. Hey, not a problem there, Mike. You're doing a fine job with the net and all that. All that. Hey, you're doing excellent. Uh, and then six RDF or radio direction finder or uh, KC7YFE here. Yeah, what I had in mind, and I, I drew up a little bit of a of a plan for it. It's uh, like uh, I I read about I read an article in the in the May edition of QST magazine. I forget what year it was. I don't know if it was 2019 or anything like that. But uh, uh, they were talking about uh, light bulbs. Uh, using light bulbs for HF and what I was thinking I'd like to try to do is uh, build a combination light bulb long wire antenna that would be cool for a little you know, see if I could try it on HF and you know high frequency bands because I, I just got acquired an old Kenwood uh, HF station I'm kind of dying to get it set up somehow and uh, get it up on get it up on the on the on the well, get it up on deck and working and everything so yeah, I thought about that. Uh, maybe building one of those. That'd be kind of nice. Uh, I don't know what anybody would think about that. You know, sitting having a light bulb flashing on and off in the backyard here. <laughs> that would be something. Well, anyway, uh, I'll hand it back to you and uh, let you take any comments or questions about on that one there. So, uh, N6RDF, thank you for a good net. And uh, I'll be sticking around for a little bit and uh, waiting for comments or questions on it. Uh, back to you, KC7YFE. Well, thank you, Dale. I mean, um, let me ask you then: Were you um, uh, interested in uh, putting that out there for folks to uh, to comment on? Back to you. Even what they uh, those that read that article, uh, I'd like to see what the, I'd like to hear their thoughts on it. So, with that, case you seven YFE, uh, we'll open it back up to you there, Mike. Yeah, Roger that, Dale. It sounds like a very interesting article. Now, see that—that's a great example of, you know, I don't know if you already did this or not, but uh, you know, posting that on our Facebook group, which I know you're a member of, or the uh, the Discord live chat, or both, you know. But uh, if anybody read the article that Dale did and like to uh, feedback a little bit, we'll pause just for a moment and see if anybody would like to chime in. Six RDF standing by. Yeah, this is AI3N back um, when I was. Uh... I got my ham license when I was 14 or 15, and uh, I had a buddy, Richard Paddock, who had his license earlier. <coughs> we were basically in the same grade in high school, um, and he did that. He built a Heathkit transmitter and receiver and um, used a, a light bulb, actually. He fired up a light bulb and was making contacts with it. So. I, I know the concept works. Um, he was he was he was transmitting. <laughs> That's for sure. That was back in like 1956. <laughs> so back to you. Oh, very cool indeed. 
Yeah, some of us have been out here for a while. That's for sure. Uh, Dale, did, did, did you have any more um, comments or questions for the net this evening before I move on here? Back to you, sir. Oh, nothing else, uh, Mike. But I just want to thank you and everybody else. Well, Roger that, Dale. It's always great to have you. I don't think you've missed an absolute net in the almost two years we've been around here. So uh, we really do appreciate all your support and your enthusiasm. You know, it's... Um, I'm, I was going to look that up, too, because I know 73 Magazine and some of the other um, ham radio periodicals are uh, in archive uh, online for free, actually. I wonder if QSTs are out there, too. They've got to be out there somewhere. So there's got to be like a library repository somewhere, back issues that, that you can download as PDF files. So it's always interesting, you know, to, to go back and look at uh, the technology and just marvel come but uh, there's some really there's some timeless artifacts to be found periodicals uh like qst that you mentioned etc but uh thanks again dale for being here uh awesome possum uh, more power to you that's for sure let me see ve7 le victor echo 7 lima echo hey ted uh, do you have comments and questions for the net this evening sir over to you from n6rdf good afternoon everyone this is the lima echo ted uh, I'm on, uh, what is it called, NetLogger, stating that when I went to Army radio schools, we used light bulbs to tune up our HF radio. Now, military HF radios have a big antenna tuner built into them so they can handle extreme range. But my question was, uh, then also I said, uh, maybe if you ask GPT chat, that's the artificial intelligence that people can try out right now and ask any questions, and it can produce computer programs, it can produce stories, poems, and uh, write songs for you, people's testing. But my question for the net, let me do a reset here. E7LE, as you with the Raspberry Pi, I'm thinking about getting into chia farming and not talking about chia seeds. This is Latronic uh, Tokens, and uh, for more information, just go to chia.net. But uh, with chia, first you got to build the blockchain, and my question was, how long does it take to download a blockchain on a Raspberry Pi? Because after 24 hours, I'd given up on it. I says, oh, this could take days, if not weeks. And then once you're successful in downloading the blockchain and synchronizing it, you got to do, uh, you have to lay out your land before you can start to farm your chia. So I was just wondering if there's anybody on the air that has used a Raspberry Pi 4 in farming. Uh, back to net, VE7 Lima Echo. This is GPT. Okay, that's that's Please a great. Ask me questions. Um, that's you know that's a great topic, uh, crypto mining with Raspberry Pi. Now you know folks are doing it. Okay, and there's a, a variety of of different ways to to make this happen. I was looking on our um, absolute.org uh, website. I thought I had a link there regarding that, but uh, I, I made a mistake. I Romeo Delta Foxtrot, if you scroll down that rabbit hole, uh, there might be some links there for you. But uh, 
Uh, I personally have not gotten into it. I know that there's one ham out here who has been dabbling in that. He may be listening this evening and might have some comments with regard to that. But uh, um, uh, you might want to check out my QRZ page and, and just put in, uh, you know, do a find on the page and see if, and just type in crypto. See if you can find that because it was a very useful uh, bit of information uh, regarding that. But a very, very uh, interesting topic. I tell you what, is there anybody out there who is uh, Minecraft Pi? We'll pause to see if you're out there. This is N6RDF. Okay, I don't hear anybody. But um, I tell you what, uh, you, you, if you go to my QRZ page, and there is a, a very good article, um, some information about solar-powered crypto mining with the Raspberry Pi. And, um, th you know, it, there might be some useful information there because sometimes when you go to these links that I've posted, they have additional links that can take you, uh, you know, into the, uh, the realm of the unknown, <laughs> which can lead to some very uh, interesting and useful information and topics for discussion. Let me pass it back to you one more time, Ted, if you have any additional comments or questions from N6RDF. Thank you about that. Yes, I'm on your page right now reading about the Franken pie, so you know what I'm talking about. And yes, I'm just going through there right now and reading everything. Uh, this is what I do once I retire. And uh, this is my Christmas vacation project. Is to, I just learned about this uh, a week ago uh, about chia mining. I'm doing other things with my Raspberry Pis. I have about seven of them, such as APRS I'm doing. And then I am doing um, uh, other crypto mining. I'm doing Tor Relay. I'm doing Miss Note, etc. But uh, thank you there. Uh, so I'll read up on your uh, QRZ page and learn more about it. This is EE7 Lima Echo. Roger that. Uh, there's a really good. Uh, there's a great website that up, and uh, they have a website. Pi my life up. One word. P i m y l i f e u p dot com, and they have a very good article on how to farm chia with a Raspberry Pi. So uh, you might want to check that one out too. I think I'm going to add that to my QRZ page as well. And then the, uh, of course, the uh, the chia.net site that you mentioned, uh, where you can read all about, uh, you know, mining chia. But uh, wow, you've got some really cool stuff going on there, Ted. So we really appreciate you being here with us and uh, bringing that uh, tech talk with you. That's for sure. Don't be a stranger. Come on back and let us know if you make any. Again, the uh, my life up uh, website. It's got some really interesting. Uh, Articles with regard to all things Raspberry Pi, and most notably, as uh, as uh, you mentioned, there is a, a good article on how to farm chia with a Raspberry Pi. Check it out. All right, I'm going to break with you. I'm going to wish you all the very best of 73. And um, I've got some, I've got all kinds of things going on here in the Franken Pie Castle <laughs> that you mentioned. You know, I've got, uh, let's see, I've got a Pi BPI M2 U running over. With Raspbian, uh, I've got a Raspberry Pi 4 percolating over there with Raspberry Pi OS. I've got a Mac going here. I've got a couple of Linux 
computers running in a Windows station, too, along with Android. So there's a lot of RF flying around in here. Thank goodness I don't have any of my radios on. Okay, let me keep going here. This is N6RDF, and you're in tune with the Absolute TechNet. It's about 10 minutes after the hour. We've got about 50 solid minutes left of good times here on the Absolute Tech uh, program. And uh, I'm going to break with Ted, and I'm going to go on to Nisi. Nisi, it's been a while since I've spoken to you. Uh, I'm, I'm always interested uh, in, in what's going on with you. Hopefully you're still with us. I believe you are. K-A-1-U-L-N. Over to you, man. Sorry, yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ned. Nice to be here. Um, everybody, uh, Paul, I hope Paul is still here. ZL2 Bravo Echo Zulu. Um, he helped me a lot with my Pi Star. I am good. I am up and running. I got my uh, Anytone V878UV running with my Open Spot my, and my uh, All Star and my Pi Star. So I'm good. I am very good. Latest project. I'm uh, able to get to and all the all shadows. Um I'm on Echolink right now. It's, uh, I finished 3D printing all the parts for my uh, robot, my Inmov robot. So now I'm into the electronics part. Now I'm connecting um, all the movable parts. So that's the hot project now. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun to do that. Um, I, I did see, I've been looking at Marketplace and eBay. I've got a lot of things on eBay lately. Um, eBay does have Raspberry Pi 4s. They actually got Raspberry Pi 1s on eBay. Um, they got one gig. I never knew they had a Raspberry Pi 4B with one gig. They got them with one gig, two gig, four gig. I didn't see any eight gig Raspberry Pi 4Bs. Um, some of them pretty cheap. Some people uh, want to buy a house <laughs> selling their uh, 4B with eight, with uh, four gig. There's no eight gig Raspberry Pi 4Bs. Um, but they're interesting. Some are brand new, never opened. Um, so that's another place. I haven't gone the route of um, any of the alternative Raspberry Pis. I don't need any more right now. I'm working on my robot, which uses Arduinos and some of the specific boards to this particular robot. But it's a lot of fun, Mike. K-A-1-U-L-N, back to net. K-A-1-U-L-N from N6RDF. Well, first and foremost, thanks for being here with us, as always. Good to hear from you and what you're up to. <laughs> you're always up to something, that's sure. I think you've got a surplus of Raspberry Pis, too. I, I was mentioning on a, a previous net I was hosting that uh, uh, I, I came into a stack of Raspberry Pis, which were gifted to me by the elementary school next door to the high school where I teach. And uh, I was so happy to get those. And um, so um, that's good news, but uh, enough of that. Very cool about the 3D printing of the uh, the parts for your robot. That's the way to go, you know. I mean, it, it, true to form homebrew, 
I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And speaking of robots, I'm looking at mine right now. I just finished it uh, the night before last. I was bound and determined to get this thing done, uh, and I troubleshot all the uh, the glitches in the in the uh, in the software. And uh, it's running. It's running great. I'm looking at it. It's, uh, I'm going to take it to school and show the, my, my class, my STEM2 class, because they're going to be building GoBots with cameras and ultrasonic and infrared and some uh, grab capture armature and whatnot, some uh, peripheral components. And uh, this one's uh, got a Raspberry Pi 4 in it, but uh, their bots are going to be uh, uh, Arduino-based. They already produced some that were uh, RP2040 based, and they had a great deal of success with that. But the uh, the more comprehensive uh, four-wheel bots with all the bells and whistles are going to be uh, with an Arduino uh, uh, microcontroller. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So anyway, go bots, that's for sure. So I tell you what, I'm going to pass it back to you one more time, Ms. Nisi, K-A-1-U-L-N, from N6RDF. Any additional comments and or questions from you this evening? So just... Uh... So with this robot is um yeah I'm kind of really bummed that it uses Java I hate Java and I really hate Windows but <laughs> uh so I'm stuck with both of them with this some somebody has has um kind of done this with Linux but not really enough for me to convert yet. So I'm using a My Robot Lab, which is really nice. Java makes that really nice. Um, and one more thing, Mike, is I somebody here asked what what is a hotspot? I, I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't. <laughs> somebody could answer that question again because people ask me all the time, what is a hotspot? You know. Um, so. Try, try it again, my friends. Back to net. You see. Well, um, Chris, uh, VE3RWJ via Scott and for UPC relayed that uh, in brief, a hotspot is a gateway between a digital capable radio and the Internet. It's as simple as that. It's different than, uh, you know, like an all-star. It's different than nodes, right? But uh, again... A hotspot is a gateway between a digital cable radio and the Internet. So hopefully that answered your question. And you know what? You can always uh, email uh, us. Um, you know how to get in touch with us, Scott or me or, or Chris or anybody on the team. Um, just go to our website, absolutetech.org, and uh, we have a contact page. It's a tab on the uh, the main nav there. Just click on contact and Type away. You will not get spammed, and you'll definitely get an answer from us. So it's a great way to communicate with us. Also, our Facebook group and our uh, Discord live chat, which I know you're familiar with as well. So, But sometimes you can get a, a faster response if you uh, email us directly. You're welcome. You're most welcome. I just got to thank you from you in the, uh, the AIM window. So I'm going to break with you, Nisi. You take good care, okay? Don't be a stranger. Come on back and tell us all the cool stuff you're up to, okay? Or just shoot me an email sometime. I got to send you a an image of my uh, my robot that I just finished. You know, it does not have hands and fingers and whatnot, but uh, it's definitely got some cool features. That's for sure. And I like the fact that you know the programs are all it's all written in Python, so it's pretty nifty. I could go on about that, but I won't because I want to make time for 
our other participants. So 73, and uh, I'm going to pass it now to DW2, November Charlie. Whiskey 2, November Charlie. Kevin, you still with us, sir? It's N6RDF. Come on back. You're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. This is Mike, November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot. This evening's topic is all things Raspberry Pi, but as you all know, all things tech go out here. So if you're excited about something with regard related to technology, either ham radio or not, bring it on. We definitely want to hear about it, that's for sure. 7 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday evening is when we meet and our nets last up to, but no more than two hours. Uh, connect, uh, information is available, a lot of it actually, on our website at absolutetech.org. By the way, the Chia on Raspberry Pi, you know, on the Chia website, uh, they actually do have some good documentation with regard to the which Raspberry Pi to use, you know, which operating systems, et cetera, and all the specs you need uh, in order to get it running. You know, a lot, a lot of these small board computers, they have to be configured in a certain way in order to support certain functions. So, you know, what you can get away with on a uh, a Raspberry Pi 4B with 8 gigabytes of RAM, you will not be able to get away with on something like, you know, a uh, an Asus Tinkerboard first, first gen. So, um, you know, just FYI, right? So, uh, but anyway, check out my QRZ page, N6 RDF. A lot of good, useful information there. I'm easy to get a hold of. You can contact me through absolutetech.org or you can contact me through my QRZ page if you're a member of QRZ. All right, uh, let's see. M7CUF had no comment. And you know what? There was a station that tried to come in with, and not AI3N. I know you wanted a recheck, but there was another station that wanted a recheck. I did not get your call sign. And I tried to get W2NC in here, but I didn't hear him call back. So if you were a station that was trying to get a recheck, um, come on back now with your call sign. And uh, your name, please. N6RDF, standing by. I think you find that that might have been me, but I'm already on the list. M6GSN, Glenn. Well, Glenn, if if you were, I know that you were with us earlier, and uh, if you if you did come in with the, let me take you. I do want to get some more uh, check-ins. If there's people out there waiting, if there's hams out there waiting in the queue uh, to get in with questions or comments for the net this evening, we're de- we've definitely got some time for you. But, uh, Glenn, if, if you wanted to recheck, why don't you take it now, please? The mic is yours, sir. Yeah, no, what it was, it was just a uh, comment about the availability of Raspberry Pis. Um, I'm actually also going to be posting, if you're on NetLogger and you've got the, and you're into the AIM window, I'm just posting a, should be posting a YouTube video link where Mr. Upton from Raspberry Pi actually had a, did an interview with a YouTuber regarding the availability of Raspberry Pis. Um, I was going to get one, but I'm going to wait until I think it's about uh, four to six months when the stocks should be back to normal. Um, there might there's going to be some price changes, but there's going to be the stock should be back to normal. The second half of next year, um, apparently what it was is they're expecting a turn down of volume of uh, purchases and, um, yeah, it's been turned around. Uh, comment I, I, I wanted to make. Um, has anyone done a version of Robbie the, Robbie the Robot from uh, the Forbidden Planet uh, as, as, as a, as a uh, Raspberry Pi-based robot? Back to net control. 
Well, Roger, that thanks for that link. I've actually seen that video. It's the Eben Upton interview, Raspberry Pi avail- availability and more. And thank you for posting that link in our um, AIM window on NetLogger. And uh, if I'll probably put this link in my QRZ page too, because I I post links like this on my QRZ page for folks who are interested in updates like that. Robbie the robot. Early Papa. November, Chuck in Savannah, California. Raz, Raspberry Pi, Robbie the Robot. Um, if anybody's uh, familiar with that one, come on in. N6 RDF, standing by. I I don't November hear anybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. Papa, November. It's November 6th. Papa, November. Chuck in Santa California. So, um, Okay. Um, I guess uh, I'll tell you what, Glenn, um, you know, best thing to do, obviously, is uh, launch your favorite uh, uh, web browser there and go to your favorite search engine and see if uh, you can find anybody who's uh, been able to get a Robbie the Robot clone uh, with a Raspberry Pi as the brains. That would be pretty cool. Um, I heard some stations trying to get in there. Um, We are going to be taking check-ins in just a moment. So uh, let me break with you, Glenn. Thanks again for popping back in. Uh, I've got to make an adjustment here. I'm going to pause for reset here. Please don't try to check in right now. Uh, We're just going to have a a brief interlude of silence while we let the system reset, and I'll be right back. So pause for reset. All right. I appreciate uh, everybody's patience and uh, perseverance, that's for sure. Well, you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Net. My name is Mike. My call sign is N6RDF. I reside here in El Paso, Texas. And uh, our topic this evening is all things Raspberry Pi, although we're talking about a whole lot of stuff uh, tech-related this evening that doesn't have to do with the Raspberry Pi. And that's because that's what we get to do out here is we get to talk tech. So let's get some more folks on the log with questions and or comments for our net this evening. Uh, If you're interested in making comments and or questions for our net, we ask that you uh, call in giving us your call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name. Uh, new check-ins now for the net. At 6 CPN, November 6, Charlie Papa November, Chuck in Santa Barbara, California, coming to you through Raspberry Pi. Kilo, November 6, Sierra Lima Zulu. Kilo, November 6, Sierra Lima Zulu. Matthew in California. Good evening, Mike. You like my call again? That's November six, Charlie Papa November. November uh, four. Te- Hang on for a second, okay? You're on the Absolute Tech Net. We take uh, check-ins uh, groups. Uh, we don't acknowledge call signs after we receive them. We recite them back as a list that we received, and then we give an opportunity for those who tried to check in who didn't hear their call sign. Uh, uh, given back an opportunity to get back in. So I've got Matthew, I've got Chuck, and I think I heard uh, an N4 station in there that might be Scott. So we're still taking check-ins for the Absolute TechNet with comments or questions. Again, the call sign twice phonetically, followed by your first name. New check-ins now, please. November 4, Uniform Papa Charlie. November 4, Uniform Papa Charlie. Whiskey 9, Bravo Tango Mike. Whiskey 9, Bravo Tango Mike. 
30 minutes left in the net. Uh, we may still have time for a few more check-ins after this group. We appreciate everybody checking in. VE3MSS, we've got you on the log. W9BTM, we've got you, Scott, and for UPC. And uh, gotcha. KN6SLZ, Matthew, always good to have you with us. And uh, let's go to Chuck. Hey, Chuck, N6CPN, come on in and tell us what's on your mind from N6RDF. November 6, Charlie, Papa, November. On my mind, you're assuming I have one. <laughs> now, I've been sick for the last month, really ill, and so I'm just kind of taking it easy and reading the mail. And thanks a lot. Well, thanks for putting a smile on my face. <laughs> I often tell folks that uh, some of my brain cells they said, hey, Mike, we'll, we'll catch you later. We're going on vacation, and guess what? They never came home, so uh, some of my brain cells have evaporated, so I guess that's what happens, you know, but uh, it's all part of uh, all part of life. Great to have you with us, Chuck. I'm glad you're enjoying the program. Stick around for the rest of it, and don't be a stranger. Maybe you'll have some questions and comments in the not-too-distant future. 73, my friend. Hey, Matthew, always good to hear from you, my friend, and uh, good to have you with us. I know something's going on with you. Uh, if not one, at least five. So tell us what's going on with you this evening from N6RDF. Uh, KN6SLZ, you're not far from the truth, Mike, but uh, uh, it's not all ham-related. It's not all Raspberry Pi-related. Um, wife got me a uh, new drone for Christmas, which I've been uh, messing with. And um, But I didn't get any ham radio equipment or gear or tech stuff, uh, what I did get was a Raspberry Pi Pico uh, Ultimate Starter Kit uh, from Amazon, and um, I, that's been keeping me kind of busy. I like, uh, I wanted to share with you guys that uh, it's not only helped me with uh, putting uh, components on a breadboard, but it's also uh, introducing um, me to... Um, uh, MicroPython and uh, the different syntax and so forth. So it's it's interesting, and I'm hoping that that's going to be a catalyst for me to uh, learn programming um, and uh, be able to do things. Some of the uh, stuff that I've done, they seem very uh, minuscule on uh, the tech side, uh, making a LED light blink uh, with a switch or just with programming. Uh, but then there's other things that you're like, hmm, what a, how can I uh, apply this to some project that I might use in the future? So interesting uh, little uh, thing to uh, look at. They also have one for the Raspberry Pi 4. Uh, however, I am not using that one because I can't get my hands on another Raspberry Pi 4 without shelling out $100 or more. Uh, I did notice someone uh, post on the Discord that, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of Raspberry Pi 4s on sale for really cheap right now. And I looked and, like, you know, they're 80 100 bucks, 150 bucks, $200. I'm like, no, there's not. Uh, so the prices will go down eventually, but I'm not going to spend another $100 on a Raspberry Pi 4 until, uh, uh, anyway, 
I'm not going to spend that much money on Raspberry Pi 4. I'm going to wait until the prices go down. But the uh, Raspberry Pi Pico, of which I have two, I'm uh, learning how to use that and wire stuff together. So it's kind of an interesting project uh, and uh, getting you accustomed to uh, putting components together and programming. So I would encourage anyone to uh, look into that, whoever is interested in learning uh, building circuits and components and programming. So I'll send it back to you, Mike, and I uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas, and uh, you have a good uh, evening and good rest of the week. KN6SLZ, back to control. KN6SLZ from N6RDF. Well, Merry Christmas to you and Michelle, that's for sure. And uh, glad to hear that, uh, glad to hear all the news from you, but uh let me focus on something that I'm very excited for you about, and that is that you did get the Raspberry Pi Pico uh, experimenter kit. Now, um, I'm going to pass it back to you in just a moment, and I want to know which one you purchased. But on my QRZ page, if you scroll down a, a short way there, you will see the Raspberry Pi Pico advanced kit with 32 modules and 32 project lessons from the folks at Elecro, Crow Pi. They're on sale now for $36 or about, you know, I think they were on sale for $34. It is the best Raspberry Pi Pico kit on the market, I believe. And trust me, I've done my research. So much so that I purchased these kits for my STEM2 class. And when they were uh, done experimenting uh, with the Arduino microcontroller, uh, they stepped into the uh, Raspberry Pi Pico RP2040. Now, the 2040 is available on other boards from other manufacturers, but the Pico, I think, is just really, it's just configured so nicely, you know, with its 40-pin GPIO. It's it's easy to, you can even get them now with the, uh, the, the both rails already, uh, the pin headers already soldered on, so it's easy to plug into a breadboard and let the good times roll. Now, the Raspberry Pi Pico Advanced Kit from, from Crow Pi, from Elecro, comes also with a tiny uh, two-wheeled bot, and uh, you can uh, program that four different ways. So it's it's just way too much fun, and as you mentioned, you learn MicroPython, that's what the kids are doing. You can do CircuitPython as well, but or C++, but you know, MicroPython is, is a great derivative of Python proper, and uh, if you haven't tried programming in Python, you might want to go there as well. I've got some tremendous resources available on my QRZ page for that because I am teaching textual Python this year. Pause for reset. But anyway, yes, it's a great way to learn physical computing, not only programming, but, um, you know, microelectronics. Uh, so the sky's the limit with this stuff. But, you know, the if anybody out there is interested uh, in looking at the Arduino versus Pico uh, and I'll compare the two, et cetera. And for all other information about microcontrollers and kits that you can buy, et cetera, especially the one that I mentioned from uh, from Elecro, from CrowPie, uh, I, I urge you to go. There's a link there where it says 3609 on sale now. If you click on that or any of the images, you can go directly to their site. They're also available on Amazon. They might up uh, you know upcharge you just a little bit, but they're just Amazon's just covering for for shipping. Let me pass it back to you one more time, Matthew. Very interested in which uh, kit you purchased. Also, all the software comes with this too, and there's full support on the website. So it's it's an incredible deal uh, for you know the money you pay and what you get 
It's just let the good times roll to the 10th power. That's for sure. So back to you. Who's the manufacturer? Was it like Sun Founder or was it a crow pie or, or Elegoo or who was it, Matt, from N6RDF? Oh, Mike, you're putting me on the spot, and I, you know how terrible I am with names. Um, it's I can't remember the name of the uh, company that it came from, but they do have a website that you can go to to download the uh, the lessons, and you follow along on a PDF, and they uh, teach you uh, uh, the different lessons and, and keep on advancing in the uh, uh, in the difficulty as you progress. And it's I, I wish I could remember the name of it. I just can't off the top of my head. Uh, I have to go out of the out of the room and look at the. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Stand by. I'm going to uh, look at this thing and maybe tell you. Um, nope. There's no label on the outside. Anyway, it's um, it's a neat kit. It's uh, really cool. I have to check out the one from Elecro. I've uh, bought a couple things from them before. And uh, the uh, doesn't come with a robot, but it does come with all kinds of different components. So it'd be nice to uh, add that to my uh, uh, this kit. But the uh, Raspberry Pi Pico that I got was the, uh, the not the W. It's not wireless, um, and it does have the uh, rails um, uh, soldered on already, so I don't have to worry about uh, doing the soldering, even though soldering isn't a big problem with me. Uh, KN6SLZ, I'll pass it back to you at uh, that control. Uh, have a good evening. Very good, Matt. I was, you know, SunFounder. Sounds like you got the one from SunFounder because they've got some great, you know, I've got some things from SunFounder. We use them. I use that with the students and uh, Elegoo, uh, Freenove, uh, you know, all of them are very good. I, I would say if, if anybody's out there and you're on Amazon. That the, the one to pull the trigger on would be the the kit for the Raspberry Pi Pico from SunFounder because they just produce, uh, like you mentioned, Matt, um, all kinds of great uh, resources and support. But uh, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't checked out the one from from uh, Elecro, uh, I, I highly recommend it. Hang on. Okay, this is N6RDF. Yeah, Crow Pi. Um, I've got the Crow Pi. Uh, L uh, laptop too, you know, the uh, light version, the third iteration with the Raspberry Pi 4x8 in there. And that thing is just a bomb. Talk about, uh, you know, you can buy, again, you can buy things from Elecro, the GPIO uh, <clears throat> on the side of the, the laptop. And again, just let the good times roll. So, um, you know, you might be interested in that as well. Uh, so if you want to take a step into the realm of uh, Python programming and the Raspberry Pi GPIO, uh, but, uh, you know, you can always shoot me an email and I can send you some links. But, uh, yeah, on my QRZ page, N6RDF, go ahead and check out the CrowPi Raspberry Pi Pico Advanced Kit. It's just it's just great. I mean, you get so much for the money. It's just super cool. So, And the kids are really – the kids are really uh, – deals in. They're just making such great strides at that. All right, well, um, enough of putting you on the spot. It sounds like you're having an enjoyable evening. I'll let you get back to it. So, uh uh, give our best to uh, RSLA and I send our best to you and yours, to you and Michelle, and you guys just uh, take her easy, huh? And have a happy new year if I don't talk to you before then. So I'll break with you, Matthew. KN6SLZ. This is November 6, Romeo Delta Foxtrot, and yes, you're in tune with the Absolute Tech Network. This evening's topic is 
all things Raspberry Pi, but we talk about everything here with regard to technology. Hopefully Scott's still with us. November 4, Uniform Papa Charlie. It's your turn, Scott, from N6RDF. Go ahead. Hey, good evening again, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to mention um, something interesting. We were talking about it earlier on our back channel uh, chat. Um, wanted to uh, interact with one of my Hamvoip Raspberry Pis um, in, uh, as far as moving files back and forth. Uh, and I tried Linux Lite, and that really didn't, you know, they didn't really want to talk to each other real well. So I am trying the Garuda Linux that you mentioned uh, to see if, um, you know, they can talk back and forth a little bit better. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Garuda looks pretty interesting. So, you know, I'm going to have fun learning about that one. Uh, that's all. I'll send it right back over to you, Mike. Uh, N6RDF and the net. From N4 UPC. Yeah, Roger, that's got excited for you that you're checking out Garuda. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, don't, <laughs> they shy away from Linux altogether, but when they do, they're more apt to embrace something like Linux Mint or Linux, uh, you know, Ubuntu, right? I like Ubuntu with the Mate desktop, but yeah, you, know, you can load a variety of different desktops. And I mean, we could go on and on and on here about in a conversation about. Uh, desktop environments and if you if folks are, are curious actually if you go to our website absolutetech.org uh, there's a, a a great little drop mini drop down menu there called all things linux and uh, the team has put some very good links there for folks who are interested in linux and uh, from all the way from the beginner i don't know anything all the way to the advanced user so um, we've got some very useful information there for you and one of the links that we have is um, uh, DistroWatch. And uh, if you go to DistroWatch, pause for a second. I'm back. If you go to DistroWatch, that's D-I-S-T-R-O-W-A-T-C-H.com, you can find in excess of 600 Linux operating systems, uh, some retired, some not, well, you know, rolling distributions, etc. But uh, you can see... Uh, you know, what the top-ranked uh, Linux distros are for the last six months, for example. And at number 10 is Garuda. And because it's 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 uh, Arch, okay, just like the uh, the kernel that's used with the Hamvoip image, a lot of people are shy away from Arch. They think it's too complicated, you know. And uh, it does use a different package management system, so the nomenclature is a bit different uh, when you're in the command line, et cetera. But uh, there's too many more similarities to other Linux operating systems. And Scott, you had a great program last week. I listened to the podcast. And for those of you who maybe have missed a program or want to listen to a program again of Absolute Tech, go to our website, absolutetech.org. And we've got a podcast uh, tab there. And we've uh, recorded our programs and we post them up there for your listening, enjoyment, sharing and caring and whatnot. But uh, last week, Scott hosted uh, All Things Linux. And that's always a fascinating topic because Linux and small board computers go hand in hand, especially the ARM64 architecture. Pause for reset. So um, the good news is is that for people who would like to get into the realm of Arch Linux, Garuda, uh, that's G-A-R-U-D-A, uh, is a absolutely gorgeous uh, environment. Um, 
for noodling in Linux. And you can use it as a daily driver, no, no doubt about that. But uh, it's really uh, worth a look-see. And you can always flash the uh, the ISO to a USB drive or, or some optical media, and you can boot from that and take it out for a spin without uh, actually installing it on your system. So you can always test a Linux operating system from a uh, an external device. So don't be shy, you know, give it a give it a fly and then come on back and and tell us all about your experience cuz uh we're all about Linux here on the Absolute Technet, that's for sure. So good deal, Scott. I'll be looking forward to hearing about your adventures or misadventures with uh Garuda Linux, the Arch-based Linux distro. A rolling distribution, by the way, so there's plenty of support. One more reset. Okay, this is N6RDF, and you're in tune with the Absolute TechNet. My name is Mike, and believe it or not, we've got a few more minutes here left in the net, and I'd like to see if there's uh, a few more um, uh, stations out there who might like to come in. Actually, I think I've got two more on the log, so let me call them in. I've got W9BTM. Uh, Mike, W9BTM. Uh, it's your turn, so uh, come on in and tell us what's uh, happening with you and technology. Good evening there, Mike. Um, N6RDF, this is W9BTM, Mike in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. The uh, beginning of the net, um, so I didn't realize that the uh, the topic there was uh, was Raspberry Pis tonight, and uh, this is actually my first time checking into uh, into this net, I do believe. I had a completely unrelated uh, question um, involving uh, antenna stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think this is the right <laughs> the right uh, tech net for that. So uh, I guess this will just be a uh, check in check out. And uh, thanks for what you guys do out here. Um, I'm not really too much of a techie person. Um, uh, me and technology have a weird way of getting along and most of the time not get along. Um, I do very little stuff with the uh, with the Raspberry Pis and the All-Star stuff. Um, I've, uh, I've connected it up uh, with, some, uh, with some GMRS repeaters stuff uh, using a private server. Uh, but I'll be honest, I had a lot of uh, a lot of help from other techies <laughs> that uh, that helped me get that uh, going. So uh, uh, I don't really have uh, any other questions, I guess, really related uh, to that topic. So uh, I'll sign seven three. I hope everybody had a uh, good Christmas, and uh, we'll pass it back over to you there, Mike. N six RDF W nine BTM seven three. Not so fast, Mike. Come on now. In the beginning of the net, we were talking about antennas. We actually have had programs here where the topics are all about antennas. So on the Absolute Tech Net, we get to talk tech uh, every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern for two hours or less. And uh, all things tech go, either ham radio related or not. So if you've got a topic related to antennas, Come on back. Bring it on. We want to hear about it. So uh, I'm going to hand the mic back to you, Sir Mike, W9BTM, with your questions and our comments about antennas. Go ahead, please. Michael, I didn't want to tie it up there at the uh, at the end with this. Uh, with this. Like I said, I didn't know if it was the right place or not. And, uh, again, I missed the, uh, the topic there at the beginning. But appreciate you letting me uh, squeak the question in real quick. It actually really was a pretty simple question. 
Um, for my mobile install, I've got an FT891, and uh, I spent quite a bit of time installing this here. I've got a uh, an 09, so it's second gen uh, F250 Super Duty, and I was using one of those good old fashioned um, hatchback um, animal, or uh, not an animal, but uh, SO239, uh, where you got the four little set screws, and uh, had that up on the hood, and that thing I got in was very weak. And uh, it actually broke, the uh, the mount itself did, uh, for the ATAS uh, 120A. And I wanted to know, um, my, I guess sort of tech question but not, is uh, if anybody had any feedback uh, of what would be a good, solid, sturdy, durable mount to use, uh, something that would uh, fit to a Super Duty. Uh, I guess that was really my simple and all-inclusive uh, question. Uh, back over to you there, Mike, W9BTM. Well, yeah, Mike, I mean, that's a great question. And that Yezu FT891 is a super cool So uh, without further ado, uh, I know that there's a few people out here who could answer that question for you, but I'd really like to hand it first and foremost to N5AQM, Mike and Chandler, if he's still there. Mike, you still with us, N5AQM? we got three mics here. Well, I, I don't hear Mike, N5AQM, but... If there's anybody else out there who would like to uh, take a shot at answering um, Mike uh, W9BTM's question about what would be a, a super duty for super duty uh, mount for a an antenna uh, that could uh, be reliable and useful for his FT891, come on in right now. We're going to stand by and see if you're out there. Go ahead. Uh, Victor Echo 7 Lima Tango Delta from Vancouver. Name's Dave. With a comment on that, Dave, welcome. Go ahead, sir. I'm not sure about old stock, but um, on all the Ford Super Duties and F-150s that I've ever owned, can't remember the actual name of the company, but you can buy uh, mounts that are specifically like stainless steel mounts that are specifically bent, and they actually mount to one of the fender mounting bolts underneath the front fender. And uh, those are far superior to anything that I've ever used. And actually, I'm driving an F-150 right now with uh, both a right side and a left side mount for two antennas that I run in the vehicle here, one on uh, 700 megs for work and the amateur one that I'm talking on right now. And uh, they're extremely solid because they use a frame bolt to mount. Uh, just be aware for anybody who's operating with a newer F-150 that... Um, you be aware of the the difference in metals, and stainless steel and aluminum don't like each other, so you got to make sure you put some sort of a compound, a dielectric compound in between the two before you bolt them together, or else you'll end up with some interesting noises on RF. Go ahead. Well, sir, we appreciate you coming back with the information, that's for sure. And uh, I'd like to kind of throw my uh, two cents in as well. Um, Mike, there's a a really great um, uh, feature, uh, David Capello, KG5EIU. He's got a Ford F-150, and he did a complete ham radio install. And uh, the the bracket the NMO that he's installed on the uh, the back corner of the, the bed of the truck looks uh, bulletproof. And I really like the way that he's given uh, all the different photographs and you know, the routing for the coax and the wires and just the complete install, including the, uh, you know, where he places the speaker, et cetera. That would definitely be a, a, a nice 
that would definitely be a nice look-see. So um, if you want to go to his website, um, it's davidcapello.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-C-A-P-P-E-L-L-O.com. And, um, but uh, there's the, the rest of the URL is, is beyond the scope of, of my transmission here. But uh, uh, I'm not sure if you're using a NetLogger or not. If you are, I can post it in there. Or if you want to contact me via either my QRZ page or via absolutetech.org in our contact page, I'd be happy to send you this information. But it's definitely worth a look because this fellow has done a superior job. Back to you for any additional comments or questions, W9BTM. Mike, well, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the other gentleman there. Uh, this is a call, but I think his name was David. Uh, the Victor Echo 7 call. Um, appreciate uh, your uh, feedback there as well. And, um, yeah, I know that with the uh, second gens and third gens, uh, they're completely different uh, mounts because of the way the curvature of the fender is, and some of them have the curved hood, so that really just throws an extra wrench into the uh, equation there. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a final comment there. If, uh, if anybody uh, listening uh, maybe just doesn't come on the air, um, if they have any suggestions um, uh, on some good um, mounts um, or something like that, um, if they would have any links to it, uh, I am good on QRZ. So if anybody Echo link, uh, wouldn't D-A-3-S-S. mind sending uh, links to something on, uh, on QRZ or email, I would appreciate that. I've looked around myself and, you know, done some research trying to find uh, mounts for this thing, uh, you know, to go off of those bolts, the fender bolts that are underneath the hood um, on either bolt, because I think they're both the same on driver and passenger side uh, for the F-250 uh, second gen, but uh, I haven't found any luck. I've I found stuff for I found stuff for other, but I haven't found anything for the F-250, so if anybody's got anything, uh, you wouldn't mind sending it my way, I'd appreciate it. And uh, Mike, I appreciate you uh, let me take a little uh, here on the net. I'll send it back to you there, sir. 7-3. And uh, again, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year's to everybody. Uh, N6RDF W9BTM. Roger that, well, Mike. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, etc. Did we have a station that wanted to make a comment regarding this? Go ahead. This is Alpha Bravo 9 Mike Zulu. Again, Alpha Bravo 9 Mike Zulu. I've been listening, but I just figured I'd give you a quick check-in. Okay, let me get back to you in a sec, okay, because I'm, I'm on a train of thought right now. I'm not taking check-ins, but uh, we're glad to have you here. I'll be right back with you, okay? Mike, uh, W9BTM, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. All the best to you and yours, and uh, I've got a few links, actually, I can send you. So uh, you may have seen some of this, but uh, maybe you haven't. So uh, I'd be happy to uh, just uh, forward these to you. I understand that you're good on QRZ, as am I. So I'll go ahead and uh, make this happen within the next 30 minutes, okay? Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the hour here. Uh, there's not much time left in the um, in the program. I do have one station, VE3MSS, who's on our log. We're asking you to come in now if you're still with us. The mic is yours from N6RDF. N2DYN, comment on the antenna. All right, Angelo, go ahead with your comment, please. Yeah, good evening, Mike. Yeah, I just wanted to share something that a member of my club and I did. And I did it on my van, and he did it on his Ford F-150. We got a hold of a uh, trailer mount, 
and put the mount there. Uh, we actually found we got better grounding that way. And uh, I'm running, we're both running Wolf River coils with the 102-inch whips on them. Uh, and as you can imagine, the uh, they take quite a beating, but the mounts have held up well and are sure getting out. Uh, that's all I had on that, Mike. Thanks a lot. Hey, you're welcome, Angela. Great to hear from you. Thanks for chiming in. You know, now that I think of it, I think Mike was talking about an F-250 Super Duty, not the 150. But uh, anyway, um, we definitely have some, some information for you there. We'll send it your way, Mike. Angelo, thanks again for being here. I'm still curious about your uh, uh, what you're doing with that uh, Innovato Quadra. So uh, maybe sometime later I, we can do, do some catch-up there. VE3, Mike Sierra Sierra, are you with us? It's your turn. Marius from N6RDF. Okay, I'm not hearing Marius, but uh, we're almost out of time. Now, that one station that chimed in that was trying to get a check-in, Give us your call sign and your name. The mic is yours. Might be me, AI3N, with a question of digital stuff. I'm, it's it's really going to help me if you give me your call sign phonetically, okay? But yes, by all means, come on in with your question. Okay, K2, we're running out of time here. K2, Oscar, Papa, Tango, John, Winona, Minnesota, question. Okay, uh, we have only a few minutes left. I'll take the person whose call sign I've got. Kilo 2, Oscar Papatango. The mic is yours, sir. Go ahead. Good evening. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a mobile home trailer house, uh, six, 16 by 80, well, 15 by 76. And uh, I've got a loop going all the way around the house, um, feeding it with a tuner. And and it works pretty good, but I'm trying to get it to work on 160. Um, John, thanks for the question, K2OPT. Hopefully somebody heard that question with regard to your antenna situation in your mobile home. So if a station would like to answer that question, please come on in. N6RDF, standing by. N6RDF, Alpha Bravo 9, Mike Zulu. Again, Alpha Bravo 9, Mike Zulu, Greg in Tinley Park, 35 miles southwest of Chicago. And I actually can answer that gentleman's question. AB9MZ, we certainly do appreciate your participation. Carry on. <laughs> so on 160 meters, your ground becomes very, very important. I've done several 160-meter setups and the most important thing you can do to help your 160 is to run a ground wire. You can use double odd or triple odd around your trailer. You don't have to bury it deep. A couple, three inches is probably sufficient or whatever is appropriate for however they do the lawn service and such by you. But uh, try to get as, as many radials as long as you can comfortably put in. Uh, the length isn't as important on 160 meters, but, you know, so you might in your trailer space not have more than maybe a, a dozen feet or so between trailers, depending. But try to get in at least, you know, a dozen or more radials that 
tie to your antenna's grounding system, and that'll make a huge difference on 160 meters for you. We also have a 160-meter group that meets on 1835 uh, most mornings at 1030 in the morning if you're interested. Alpha Bravo 9, Mike Zulu, back to net control. Thanks, Mike. Very good, Greg. We appreciate your participation. And hopefully, John, you got that information from AB9MZ, who is also good on QRZ, Alpha Bravo 9, Mike Zulu, if you want to contact him. Okay, I've got to run because uh, we're over time here. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, some people breathing fire down my neck. And uh, just kidding. No, no, we've got to wrap it up here. You know what? I, I want to thank everybody for being here and all of our participants for what you brought uh, to the Absolute TechNet, all the support. This is a great place to give and get with regard to technology, both hammer radio related and not. So, again, uh, a, a real... Uh, <clears throat> two thumbs up to everybody out there for your participation this evening. I always have a great time on this net, so uh, I look forward to it every month. So um, join us again next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of the Absolute Tech Net. Again, we meet here every Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. Check us out online, absolutetech.org. Join us on Facebook and on Discord live chat, or you can contact us from our contact page, we also encourage you to join our weekly newsletter, which is easy to subscribe to. Just visit our homepage, absolutetech.org. Give us your email address, and we'll send you a newsletter every week. And we promise you won't get spammed. We also want to thank all the support from those who uh, daisy-chain us with all of our connections to support this program. And uh, from all of us here at the Absolute Tech team, uh, VE3RWJ and for UPC, I, Mike, and 6RDF, and KL7FR, 73 to all, and have a happy new year, and we'll catch you again next week, right here, for another edition of the Absolute Tech Net, and 6RDF, clear.